good housing numbers from this morning, but Lennar is under some pressure after its earnings last night. Let's talk housing, let's trade. Ken Leon joins us from CFRA, an analyst covering Lennar. And your price target went up, Ken. Stock's going down, you're going the wrong way. Um, near term, we're, we're gonna build a base here. Um, this is obviously best in class home builder. Uh, they had a slight revenue miss. Uh, the conference call with management, it's gonna be at 11 a.m. Uh, we had a good print in terms of housing permits and also starts, but that completions really comes back to the Lenore performance. Um, because of supply chain bottlenecks, uh, completions are falling short of the pace for writing new business, uh, which is uh, housing and then to housing permits. Uh, the one thing, Oliver, the one thing you want to hear at the 11 o'clock call is their guidance for total community count. Uh, they've ended the most recent year um, with 1,263 communities up 7%. That is the bloodline to write new business, to build new orders, backlog, and eventually home deliveries and revenue. Uh, it's a cadence that's incredibly important for Lennar and the builders. Um, I think we're gonna see, again, upper single digits guide on total communities, and I think the stock will bounce back. All right, I like that uh, specific uh, heads up on what to look for. Uh, Ken, in terms of what's holding them back from production on the supply side, labor, wood, what is it, copper? Um, Lumber's not as much of a problem. We had that parabolic move from like 450 to 1600 price per board. It's about 650 now. It's, it's really physically getting windows, air conditions, appliances, um, and labor sometimes can be an issue. Um, and, and because of that, you know, backlog did go down um, quarter over quarter um, in, in Lenore's results, but again, it's also as you accelerate selling communities and finishing them up, you need to open new communities. I don't think the industry or Lenore has a problem with land acquisition, land development, total lots. It's about really getting these communities set up because there is a long, long line of demand that's gonna extend probably the next two or three years to buy a new home. Okay, Lenore generally in what, like the $400,000 category? Um, it's in, yes, so it, it, if you look at categories, there's entry level, which is DR Horton and others. Lennar's in the move up and <clears throat> near luxury, but absolutely, they're in that four to 500,000. But when you get it to average selling prices, what I like about the results today for Lennar is they have a high mix of West region, which has higher average selling prices, and they also had net growth, both in the West and in the South. You know, at the end of the day, for new home building in the United States, 85% comes from the Sun Belt. You know, so when we get data for these builders in the Northeast or Midwest, it's nice to have, but it really doesn't drive growth. Hmm. All right. So uh, next to the peers, Ken, uh, as you push the price target up to this to 130 from 120, is this the juicy area to be in or is it uh, still going to be in that more first time buyer? Which part of the demographic for home buyers do you want the most exposure to? I think investors should get over it that home builders historically were an early cyclical group. Uh, they have historically extreme low PE multiples as 
They are all trading at seven or eight times earnings. Earnings power, the denominator is exploding. Uh, this is a secular trend of moving to the suburbs and moving to more space uh, in a single family home. So this is gonna be a multi-year story, Oliver, and we're gonna continue to see these stocks do very well in the consumer uh, discretionary sector. Um, for investors on large cap, besides Lennar, which is a strong buy, we like Pulte Homes and also DR Horton. Uh, for mid cap, um, we also like Toll Brothers and Meritage Home. Uh, these would be the four premier plays in each of those portfolios. Uh, another one which we have buys is KB Home, but sometimes they miss a quarter. And Taylor Morrison is small cap, um, more of a value play. And that really rounds out the group. We're overweighted on home builders. And I do believe that demand is gonna hold up from the demographics, from millennials. Uh, they just, you know, the bidding war, there's a housing shortage that's 20 years great. Um, that's not gonna change over many years. All of this is good for home builders. Okay, Ken, great message. And I saw reference for us as well, a couple other ones to keep on our list, uh, TMHC, one we've talked about here, sitting near the highs as well. Lenar putting a little bit of pressure on the group today with most of these lower, uh, but to turn around story here, perhaps in the cards, according to the analysis. Thanks, Ken. We're gonna trade it now with Tom standing by. So let's go to XHB. Let's look at just the group first, yep. which is not like the pure home builders ETF, okay? That's yeah. ITB, but XHB will do the trick. Yeah. What do you see here? Well, I like XHB a little bit more because it's not only the home builders that are in right. there, and he you mentioned the other DR stuff. Horton um, and uh, some of the others, Pulte's, uh, Lennar's in there in the top 10 uh -huh. as far as holdings, but they've got the whirlpools, the home depots, the right. loans, the stuff you have to put in these houses. So right, it's the whole housing, uh, Exactly. Bundle. And the demand's there, right? So how do you play this? Well, uh, you know, using the, an ETF with all these different components in it, that means implied volatility is a little bit lower. Maybe it doesn't ha move with a high beta like some of the individual names do. So maybe, uh, you know, that's a little bit more conservative. So I looked at a strategy that's just a month long that doesn't need a huge, massive move to be beneficial or profitable if it moves higher over the next 36 days. So I looked out to January cycle, used a different strategy here, Oliver. Uh, uh, it's a butterfly, but I skewed it a little bit, a broken wing butterfly, where I'm gonna buy the 83 strike call in XHB in January. That's in the money by uh, over a dollar. And then I'm gonna sell two of the 88 strike calls. So I'm creating that uh, $5 wide call vertical and then I'm gonna buy the 89 strike call just one time. So you're buying one, selling two, buying one. It's skewed a little bit because I'm buying a $5 wide uh, bullish call vertical and I'm selling only a $1 wide 88.89 call vertical. If I pay roughly a debit of around two bucks on that, that's the risk I have in it. But typically in a butterfly, you have equidistant wings uh, for profitability and potential losses. Here, because I skewed it, I've only got upside uh, profitability, and my only risk is to the downside. If I pay two bucks, my break even's 85. That's just above the current share price of XHB. But I get to take advantage of all that move to the upside. If I'm paying two bucks, that's what I'm risking. That can go to over $3 if it expands towards the apex profitability, which is 88. But at the same time, if it continues to move higher through the $90 strike, you're still gonna be profitable. It's gonna be more than a double. It's a conservative way to play over the next month, a little over a month, a uh, bullish stance in this particular name. Okay. Implied volatility is relatively low also, which uh, lowers the price entry point on that uh, strategy. The butterfly has always got the little peak there 
you know, yeah. before things level out. And that's so, typically equidistant peaks, yeah. but because I made it a broken wing one. It's a little it, juicier than a regular spread. Correct. Okay. What do you got for Lennar? Uh, Lennar, so pull, pulling back uh, on the opportunity, Ken raises price target mm -hmm. up to 130. Yeah, I he thinks at, it's got all ways to go here. Yeah, I looked at the uh, you know the 120 strike as something maybe short term. His is probably a 12 month price target, but if you wanted to use options in maybe a shorter duration trade, I looked at the February monthly cycle. So give me myself still over two months, 64 days till expiration. Because implied volatility is getting crushed right now, even with the stock down because the event risk is gone, I looked at buying a call vertical where I'm going to buy the Feb 105 strike call, which is currently in the money by a couple bucks, and then selling the 120 strike call because there's still some option premium in there, and I want to reduce my initial price point on this. If I pay a $5.70 debit, that's going to be my risk, 570 bucks per spread. But that spread that you paid 570 for, if it goes above 120 at expiration, can expand to $20, right? So you're risking one to make a potential three, uh, nearly three on this uh, this type of trade. Your break even, 110.70 over the next 64 days. There's a probability of hitting the 120 strike of nearly 50%. So there's a probability of Lennar touching 120, the 120 price, nearly 50% chance that that's going to happen. If it hits one. Uh, 115, you've got about a 65%, 70% chance that it's going to touch there at some point. But okay, by, good buy, odds. by buying the vertical, gives yourself a little bit more flexibility as far as trade management too. So if, this, if the price of Lennar does continue to rise up, maybe expands to $10, maybe you want to close por portions of your uh, position, or if you think it's going to continue to move higher, you can keep a hold of that one. Okay, so a call spread with Lennar, and then the Butterfly and XHB, two bullish trades to look for more upside in housing in accordance with Ken's view. Bullish on Lennar. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Ken.